<laughs> hey, it's it's talk comics to me time. Mm-hmm. We're here on a Thursday, Thursday evening. It's real. It's not too bad outside. I was gonna say it's hot outside. Yeah, it's but hot, it's, but it's fine. It's uh, thick. Yeah, it is thick out there. I'm Champ Champenstein. I'm Heather Hadfield. And we're here to talk about comic books. If you know our deal, you know. We just like to talk about comics, you know? You know what we're about to do. Yeah. So get ready. So here we go. X is going to give it to you. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to go first. (laughs) Um, I have She Bites. This is issue number one. This is a scout book. Uh, This is a story about a 134-year-old vampire uh, and the body of a young child. Um, she is okay. tired of not being taken seriously because she is a child. Um, so she hires or like puts out a flyer to hire a, a babysitter, essentially, who can do stuff for her, like buy her cigarettes and stuff like that. Uh, the girl she ends up finding is like this 18-year-old girl who is severely depressed and wanting to kill herself. Mm-hmm. So she is trying to save up money to go to the perfect place to kill herself. So she takes the job. And there's going to be some shenanigans that happen. Some hilarious hijinks. Uh, I really liked this. It was, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, it just, it reminded me of Claudia yeah. a lot. Uh, we've been talking a lot about Andrew the Vampire. So, yeah, it reminded me a lot of her. I, I would like to say, since I'm reading it, I'm right, I'm right there. Yeah. Like, she's almost coming. Yeah, there, perfect, there. perfect. <laughs> Love that. Um yeah, I'm not sure how many issues this is going to be, and I don't think I care either way because it's just so much fun. I had a lot of fun reading this one. Oh, good. So, yeah. She Makes bites. Happy. Yeah. And I knew that I was going to like it, I guess, just reading the solicit because they showed, like, the first couple pages yeah. when I was reading about it, and I was like, okay, this looks, it looks cool. Like, I like the art a lot, and the little vampire girl's a little piece of shit, and I, <laughs> I love shitty kids. Yeah. <laughs> So Check, yeah, checks out. Yeah, fun. Uh, I'll I'll just go real fast. I'll do this thing. My Chris. <laughs> I got this uh, interview. Interview. God damn it. <laughs> this is interview with the vampire. It's the hardcover. We <laughs> do have a hardcover of interview with the vampire. Um, this is actually a hardcover of something is killing the children. This is the. Slipcase Deluxe Edition, uh, second printing. So it has silver teeth instead of white teeth. And then here's the nice little hardcover. It's the first 15 issues, I believe. Um, 15 or 14. And there's some little extra back matter in there that I didn't actually notice when I flipped through that the first time. I wish they had that in the Once and Future one. They didn't. Yeah, that's part like one of the reasons why I got it. Like, I think hardcovers are so cool and like slipcases because usually they do include like a lot of extra stuff like that. So, I'm curious to see what is what their extra features are for that. Yeah, it was just it. I'll I'll show it to you at the end. But Mm yeah, I uh, I think it's worth it. It was on. I mean, it was only it was sixty nine ninety nine, which is quite a bit of money. But it's a nice looking hardcover. I don't know. It's a series I really like, so it felt like it was worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Something I'll keep around for like 
ever for the rest of your life yeah so when i die somebody's like why why did this person have so many books and comics what the fuck is wrong with them you know i don't think that's a question that can be answered it's more rhetorical than anything it's like what weirdo are they gonna find to go through my stuff when i'm dead it's gonna be me because i'm gonna live forever Uh, okay (laughs) and i'm gonna pretend that i don't know what any of this stuff is when i go through because i'm gonna be old by that point yeah you might not even know that's fair that's fair so yeah something is killing children deluxe hardcover number one second printing i didn't realize that the i mean i knew it was like a second printing but i didn't realize that they were gonna do a different thing for it i didn't either that's cool so yeah I, that's why when I opened them, I was like, well, these... I'm pretty sure the other ones were white. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I remember that. But well, yeah. We have the slipcases that work still. Yeah, so. but I don't know if those are for the... Or those for the first edition. I think so, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. So then the first ones were white. And that book is going for, like, $120 on eBay, which is just ludicrous. <laughs> Love that. I guess it's only double the price, but still. Yeah. It's quite a bit. Just holding my beer, like, my friends. Okay. Um, I'm going to go again. Mm-hmm. This is Locust, uh, The Ballad of Men, issue number one. This is the, I guess, volume two of this Locust series. Yes. Uh, this is about a plague that is taking over the world that changes people instead of into zombies, into locusts. Um, it follows one guy named Max, who at the end of the first series, he finds a child who's on their own and obviously a child so he kind of takes her under his wing and stuff and is like protecting her and stuff um but he does not know how to act around children he's kind of mean but that's that's where this one picks up because where the the last one left off uh he had just kind of rescued this kid from getting killed from locusts and stuff and this is them trying to work together without knowing each other and like keeping each other safe and stuff so it's uh it gives me a lot of last of us Uh vibes which you know is one of my favorite games ever so it's it's fine it's uh i did like that first story arc a whole lot i it was a very weird and interesting take on post-apocalyptic stuff because like it's locusts so yeah very different yeah um so yeah for the first issue i did kind of feel lost for a minute just because it's been a while since that one came out and i kind of forgot how it ended but it really does a good job of just like not necessarily explaining things but just kind of making it seem new again keeping you yeah yeah yeah. so it was it was good i liked it um i feel like the art is different but also again i i don't really remember how it ended so okay and it was only Four issues, so I don't feel like I'm gonna be writing it for a while. All right, All right. you know. Yeah, I get you. <laughs> okay, so I have um, Dark Spaces Wildfire. This is issue number one. This is a story by Scott Snyder. Um, Hayden Sherman does the art, and Rhonda Pattinson does the colors, uh, and world design does the letters, but. I obviously picked this up because I really like Aiden Sherman's art a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, this book was no exception. There, so good. Yes, yeah, like there were so many really cool pages. The colors were really, really, really good as well. Um, 
I have mixed feelings on the story, but I feel like that has a lot to do with like my personal feelings on things. But I think that Scott Snyder does a good job of hitting those points a little bit. Um, so the story is about a group of incarcerated women firefighters in California who fight wildfires. Um, so like one of the first pages, I was telling Heather about this earlier, starts out with like a fire in the woods and you see these firefighters and they're in orange firefighter outfits and that is actually what uh, incarcerated firefighters wear. So my immediate thing was like, oh, these are incarcerated incarcerated firefighters. I was like, I hope I hope that is correct. Otherwise, this is a bad job Mm -hmm. coloring and like just communicating things but they were uh so it just like it talks about how much they you know they aren't paid and those sorts of things and kind of how they are going to be in there for a long period of time it touches on a lot of that stuff uh but they decide to do a heist you love heists i do love heists but i don't I don't love heists within this context, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Uh, and especially because, I, I don't know. I don't like heists within this context. Is that part of your mixed feelings? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I, I, I don't know how to like fully explain it, but I just don't like the idea of having people who are incarcerated and their CO, so their correctional officer, like her name is Ma and she's dying from cancer and she hears them kind of put this plan together and instead of like stopping it she like also like decides to encourage it because of the fact that like you know none of them are gonna get out mm-hmm. or like if and they do she's or, not gonna suffer at all from the consequences yeah and, or if they do do get out then they won't have the life that they think they'll have like all of these sorts of things um, which are relevant and true, but it is just like, yeah, the idea of it is like, I don't, I don't like that. I don't like that. And especially putting all of their lives on the line. Um, no. Okay. I do, I do believe in ripping off very rich people. Right. Yeah. Steal from their <laughs> Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know about this. And I think I, I want to get the second issue because I like, I want to support people I enjoy and I don't think the book is bad. Like, I really, like, the the craft of the book was really well done. Like, the panels, like, the colors, the art, the, like, the narration and, like, the way everybody talked, I really enjoyed. Um, yeah. I think it is a lot of, it has a lot to do with, like, stuff I'm studying. So that stuff, like, hits me, like, head on where I'm just like, I don't, I don't necessarily, like, right. I don't like these stories as much as I, I may have in the past. That's fair. Because I just think about it a little too much. Yeah. I mean, I didn't get that book because I was very on the fence of, like, yeah. the con- content, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. It just didn't seem like something that I would enjoy, which is why I asked you earlier, like, should I go ahead and read it? Because I had a little bit of time. and Yeah, I just didn't... I don't think it would be a book you would super enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, I do feel like it's a book that's kind of, like, a niche Um people who like heist and stuff mm-hmm. but uh, yeah i just wanted i just wanted to get it because hayden sherman that's fair and that was like why i kind of wanted to check it out yeah. but you know and yeah like i said it's a well put together book it looks great all right well, <laughs> you win some you lose some 
Uh, so next we have Blink. And this is issue number one. Uh, this is a little... A little story about trauma and hidden cameras. Mm-hmm. And maybe cults. Yeah, uh, a cult. Yeah, there's a, it's a, there's a lot of words in this. There's a lot of words and there's a lot going on. Yes. And that doesn't mean it's a bad thing whatsoever. I lo- actually really, really came yeah. out of this loving this a lot. Um, it was very, very enjoyable. And despite the fact that there were so many words, like I was interested the entire time. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't fast forward once while reading it. I just, I took my time with it and I just, yeah, it's very, very enjoyable. It's just about someone who kind of has like a repressed memory return and has to start researching it and discovers that their childhood was not exactly how they remember or it is how they remember. Or don't remember. Or don't remember. So they're trying to figure out how they got out and what was happening. Yeah, yeah. Um, this was another Hayden Sherman Dunn book. Yep, yep. Which is why I also got this book. Um, and then also because Christopher Sabella writes it. Mm-hmm. So I was sold right there from the beginning. Oh, yeah. It just is and it And it looks, I would say it looks great. great. I had a great time with that book. Mm-hmm. Um, interested to see what happens yeah now i'm i'm curious too because i was just immediately thinking of like all of those dark web horror movies <laughs> that i've seen where i'm just like all right there's gonna be a lot of gross stuff that happens in here <laughs> <laughs> yeah 100 percent, right so uh, i would do you know how many issues it's supposed to be because i don't I, think i even like i saw... don't i would say i don't even think i looked at it i think i just kind of like added it yeah that's my life <laughs> i did that too and i i do a uh, little sidebar. I don't understand why sometimes if it's a limited series, they'll say like one of five of five. And sometimes they won't. And you just have to wait until the end when they decide it's the end. Yeah. I hate when they do that. I just would like to know from the get go. Yeah, are you like, going to be short or are you going to be long? Well, it makes it easier. Just yeah. For, you know, let's take a story. Anyway. <laughs> and what we do here in our jobs. Yeah. It would be nice if we could relay that information to the people who do listen. So we could be like, no, this is limited. It's only five issues. But we just always are like, oh, I don't know. Maybe one day we'll know. <laughs> hey, if you uh, are a creator of a series, just shoot us emails and tell us how long your series are going to be. Every single one who creates, you know, <laughs> any sort of comic, just like email us, let us know so we know ahead of time. Okay, we won't check it or look at it, but you can do it. We got to know. All right. Um, I have, again, I'm not sure exactly how to pronounce this. It's either Triskel or Triskele. Um, I know, I'm pretty sure it said that in the first issue, but you know how this brain works. It doesn't. Um, this it's is Triskets. Triskets, yes. Issue number two. This is about a young child named Alec who is going on an adventure to rescue himself. In this one, it seems like that's what it is anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, he enters, a, I don't want to say a portal necessarily, but he kind of it visits a, a fold in time. And when he leaves it again, he discovers that it's been like two years and his entire city or village, I guess, that he lives in is just gone because it had been raided. Like a bunch of people died and the other people just left, which includes his family. Okay. So he is leaving to figure out like what exactly happened how why he was gone that long and who did that 
to him and stuff, but he kind of has this feeling that uh, something is following him in a sense. Like it's okay. just this this weird feeling that he has, so he doesn't like trust anyone that he runs into. Like he goes to a church and the church man there uh, is the, the priest. Well, it's not. I don't know what he would be considered the the just the father i guess i don't know he has like a he gets a weird feeling from him when mm-hmm. he's talking to him because he's like oh when you find your friends bring them here too like i'll look after you guys it just makes him uncomfortable so he ends up leaving and yeah just a lot of weird feelings in this one all right uh i do i i do enjoy this story a lot the art is very strange <laughs> yeah i was sick thinking that when you were flipping through it yeah but i like the colors because it is set in like a medieval time mm-hmm. i guess so it's like i always imagine medieval no electricity so everything's by candlelight and that's how this book feels yeah so it's very cool i like it a lot you got a lot of scout books this week i did I, yeah i got a lot of them quite a bit <laughs> uh i'll go this is Rogue's Gallery. This is issue number one. This is a book about <laughs> comic book nerds. I tried reading that today. I got like one, two pages in and I just did not, I couldn't get into it. Yeah, that's what, like parts of it, like I, I got what it was going for. I'll, I'll go over the premise real fast. Mm-hmm. Um, the premise is that these comic book nerds have been watching this show, uh, Red Rogue, I believe is the name of it, or she's the hero, um, and the show is supposed to be awful. It's just like everything about it has been really bad or they've just kind of ruined it. This particular actress has just made everything just awful. And she ended up getting a particular issue of this comic, uh, Maisie Wade, who wins a particular issue of this comic, and it makes this group of nerds just, like, incredibly angry. Um, And they decide that they're going to go steal it from her because she doesn't deserve it. She's just a garbage human being, and uh, just a lot of that. Okay. Which is, like... Like, I get, I said, I get it. I get what they were definitely going for. It was just too much. It was just, like, that went on for way too long. That is, like, over half the issue. Wow. Was it a lot of pick-me energy? Kind of. Because, like, the main, you're kind of, they're trying to show the dynamics between the characters. Mm -hmm. But it could have gone, it could have been, like, four pages. Mm -hmm. And then they could have gone into, like, the idea of, like, them putting on this heist to try and steal this comic from her and then gotten to the reveal at the end. Like, it was... It was not a... Like, the story just wasn't well put together. Just, like, very... Like, it took too long to get to the point. Mm-hmm. And... I don't... I don't like listening to those type of people anyway. I, I don't know why I'd want to read a comic book that is, like... <sighs> taking these people and making them the forefront in a way where I'm supposed to be like, oh yeah, I know, I get it. These people are shitty. Mm-hmm. One of them's not so shitty, but like... Yeah, it seems obnoxious. Yeah, so it's not like... 
I feel bad because it's it's not a bad book. It's just not a book for me. Um, it's not your bag. It's not my bag. The art I did like the art a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm sorry. I'll, I'll, this book is by Hannah Rosemay and Declan Shavley, uh, and then Justin Mason does the art, and then Triona Farrell 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 does the colors. Can I flip through it? Yeah. Because I only again I only got like a couple pages in, and I was like, I like I said, I, I just do don't. It. I don't, I don't know. I, I will... I'm interested to read the second issue because of the reveal at the end. But it just doesn't feel like something I'm, like, truly going to enjoy. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, it's like... I I work at a comic book shop that's not like this for a reason. <laughs> you know? Like, I don't put myself in circles with these type of people because they're obnoxious. And... And also, like, just, like, the low-key, like, we're going to kill this woman. Or even the very, like, full, like, there is a character who's like, we got to kill this girl. It's just too much. Oh, because they just were upset that the show didn't do well because of this one person. And just, like, yeah, because the show ended up getting canceled because she, like, couldn't work with everybody. Hmm. So yeah, I don't know. Not for not for me. Okay, that makes I like not for me. <laughs> pile. Okay, um, I have Rad Wraith. This is issue number two. This is a Black Caravan book. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's by Tristan Gallagher, illustrated by Christian Dabari, colored by Simon Go. And letters by Taylor Esposito. I've never actually talked about who does a book before. That's always you. That's like my first time actually saying everything about the book. (laughs) And it was this one. Um, (laughs) So this is, again, issue number two. This is about a kid who ends up getting possessed by a spirit through his skateboard. uh, The Rad Wraith. In this issue, the kid kind of realizes what's going on, as in the skateboard is using him to exact revenge on his bullies by killing them. So he's trying to get rid of the skateboard, but no matter what he tries, it just like keeps coming back, and he yeah. keeps fucking shit up and keeps killing people. <laughs> so he, <laughs> this one was actually like, I liked it okay. quite a bit, just because it was so stupid. But it was very entertaining. So the kid ends up going to this, I don't know, former metal kid who's now just like very much into, I'm going to do what's right now. And he's like, I'm, I've been possessed. I need your help. All that Satan shit. And so the kid is just like, all right, well, let's go talk to my dad. And his dad has this whole room in the basement that's like for solving satan shit i guess solving satan shit uh it was it was so weird to read because it was just it moved really fast um now that i am past the first issue it was like okay this is like a very lame horror movie yeah so yeah it was that was, was definitely the vibes i got out of the first one yeah it was very entertaining there's one yeah that like whole scene I said scene as if it was a movie. Um, it just, it looked really cool. It was, it, it was just, fun. It just reminds me of like a trauma film. Yeah, that's, that's exactly kind of what it is. Or like one of those full moon movies. Yeah. Like those, yeah. It was just very silly. Did not take itself seriously, which I appreciated. 
I'm sorry. That's fine. Uh, I made Heather read this one off the wall because I knew that she'd really like it. Surprise, I did. <laughs> um, this is The Brother of All Men. This is issue number one. This is a book by Zach Thompson, um, Eon Mero, Meron? Ian. Ian? Eon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Eon. <laughs> That's a champ thing. <laughs> Eon. Yeah. Eon. Yeah. Eon Marin. <laughs> Uh, Mark Engler does the the colors, and then Hassan Atsamane Elahu does the letters, which he's done the letters on several of these books mm-hmm. today. But this book was phenomenal. I I loved, loved, loved it. I loved the art a bunch, um, and the colors were mm-hmm. really, really good. But this is just a story about, what was his name? I said his name so many times. Drew? No. Why can't I? Guy. Guy. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> it's like it, it, they say his name so many so times. So many times. And his brother's too, and I can't even yeah. remember his brother's name. Yeah, it's fine. We don't need it. It's fine. Bastion. Bastion. Yes, that's right. I have somehow flipped right to that page. Well, that's so, good, because so, that never happens. <laughs> so Guy is a private eye who is looking for, or he's working a case looking for a, a lady and she's been taken by a mysterious fellow in a photo that, that he has. And he is also looking for his brother, who he has not seen. And it doesn't really give me, a, doesn't really give you a period of time. No, like, since not, they were kids. Yeah, like, it's a very like. long time. And he's supposed to be dead. Yeah. Um, so, guy has been in, a, in the war. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was World War II is that, what it seems okay, like. Okay, so that's what I, yeah. I was also feeling. Um, and he's just returned for, he's probably been home a couple of years at least. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's just working this case and trying to solve it. And there's cults involved. It reminds me of the beginning of that movie on Netflix. What the F is it called? Now I'm not going to be able to remember what it's called. I've just been thinking about it all day. <laughs> I'll, I'll have to get back to you on that, but there is a movie on Netflix about a guy that pretty much does the same thing where he like takes on a case to find someone and ends up taking a boat somewhere and ends up on this island where there's like a cult. Hmm. Like there's... This sounds oddly familiar. Yeah, I just... I, it, I can't think of... It's got the guy from Bone Tomahawk in it. Well, you talk about I'll that. Say, I'll talk about this book a little bit more. I, I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, a lot. I knew I was going to. It's been a while since I've gotten a Zach Thompson book, so I was really glad to get that. I really liked the panel layouts a lot and a lot of the the narration of the book itself. Feels like a lot of books lately have been really heavy on narration, mm-hmm. though, rather than like even dialogue or anything, which is fine. But what really sold me on this book was the little tiny back matter. <laughs> That was in here. Oh, yeah. That yeah. was, like, kind of hidden, um, which is, like, the inspiration behind the book. And Zach Thompson talks about... I'm just going to read it really fast. A decade of living in British Columbia, uh, where the brother of all men is set, and hearing that there was a long cult history of Wicca and magicians who called the Providence home piqued my interest. I started to dig into the area's history and found Brother 12 and his cult. I read everything I could get my hands on about them, wanting to provide a def- definitive his- definitive story about the strange time in Canadian history, but filtered through the lens of crime noir. 
I love historical fiction, especially when it's set in Canada. And that was one of those things where I was... I, I think I've seen parts of that mm-hmm. movie. Apostle. It was Apostle. Movie. Yeah. Apostle. I love Sorry. that movie. Um, so, yeah, I I read that and I was just like, oh, that's really, really cool. Mm-hmm. It's a super cool dynamic about this book. And so it's kind of kind of based in real life. Mm-hmm. It's a very, very entertaining book. There was a lot of things that I, I enjoyed about it. You know, I love a good indoctrine into cult story yeah yeah. so it's just you can feel the mood of it as he is like being introduced and reading everything about it how his mind is like warping yeah i guess yeah they just they did a really good job of explaining how that whole thing works yeah and i'm excited for the like more full core aspect of it Mm -hmm. as well it's good yeah i would would definitely suggest it yeah Okay, your turn, my dog. All right, here we go. Heather okay, Diggity Dog, sorry. Faithless, uh, part three, issue number six. This is the last one, so I'm not going to talk too much about it. But is I'm it actually show you. the last one for real? It is. You can tell from the way that it ends. Here's the naughty cover. There's banging, you know. Angels, demons. Yeah, it's pretty tame, though, compared to some of the other ones. Like, this is a very good finale. Yeah, I do like that cover mm-hmm. a lot. It's just nice and simple. Okay, so this last issue takes place several, several years, probably decades, from where the last issue ended and explains, like, how, um, where Faith is at that point in time and then where Lewis is. And it's, like, done through the narration of an interview that Lewis is doing in present time, mm-hmm. explaining, like, the last painting that he did, why he stopped painting, and then why. Faith pretty much gave up her daughter after saving her. It's like, it's a whole thing. I really liked how this one ended um, because they both realized that they were terrible people and they were not good for each other. And they left, and which is part of the reason why she kind of gave her daughter up because she didn't, she wasn't good for raising her. Um, Yeah, it was, it was really good. I loved how this ended. The last page had like a it was just really good there's a lot of banging Um, yeah there is a lot of banging (laughs) um but overall i thought i really liked the series i liked what it did in terms of like good and versus like bad and morals and how people think one way or another i thought that was really cool i feel like they should have only done two parts to it there was it was not necessary to draw it out that long in my personal opinion but i did enjoy all the art all the covers all that kind of stuff so i got what i wanted out of it (laughs) so yeah faithless uh and there's a quote from J.R.R. tolkien on the back so you know i was into that faithless is he that says farewell when the road darkens what a what a mashup yep some smut and some <laughs> Tolkien. Tolkien, hell yeah. <laughs> Into it. <laughs> uh, okay, so I have Artemis Wanted. This is uh, just a little one shot. Can't really see it because it's a little dark in here. And, it like, did get pretty dark. This cover's a little dark. Um, this is just about Artemis after the things that happened in the trials of Amazon or the trial. The trial of the trial of the Amazons. So, if you didn't read that, it's totally fine. I read this and 
I was okay. You didn't have to? Okay. I was wondering about I, that. I felt fine. Um, I really, really love the art. I like the story a lot. Um, I don't really want to say too much about what happens. Basically, Artemis is on the run. She is being chased after by Donna and Cassie, which are two other Amazons. And she encounters a town that's, like, kind of haunted, I guess. That's the best way to describe it. Um, yeah, I really, really liked it. But there is, like, large spoilers for Trial of the Amazons in there. So okay. If okay. people read it or they want to read it, that's, uh, that will, that will ruin it. Okay. And it, you said it was just a one-shot? Yep, yeah, just one-shot. Okay. But I really, yeah, I thought it was so good. All right, cool. Who's it by? Uh, Vita. That makes sense to me. Uh, it's by Vita, and then... I don't... Where is it in the back? God damn it. That's so frustrating <laughs> when Casey does that. It's like, just put it in one spot for me. Uh, Skylar Partridge did the art. Okay. Uh, and then Romulo... Romulo... Oh my god. Romulo? Romulo. Fajardo? Yeah, why am I having a hard Fajardo time? Fajardo, Junior. Romulo? Rom- Romulo. Yeah. Sounds um, right. Mateo Scalera? What did he do? Letters? Colors. Covers. Okay, Colors. I was like... Oh, yes, I see how it's yeah. done. Now. Okay, it's after. Okay. Um, but yeah, that was one of the things I did like the most out of this book was the art. The mm-hmm. art was incredible. So, that's all I gotta say about that. Not okay. too much. All right, um, so Champ and I technically both have this book, but we ran into that fun issue where Champ gets cover Bs and the B covers did not come in, so only I got this, so I'm not going to say too much about it. Basically, our main character is going around killing all the vampires that he created. Um, each issue kind of deals with someone different. Mm-hmm. Um, this one is about a doctor who is pretty unhinged, and so in order to take him down, he has to trip with him. Okay. It's, the art is absolutely incredible in this. Like, they're... All right. Christian Moore do the art. So fucking good. Um, I mean, yeah, it says he does some of it. So it, okay. it seems like they split, like, the whole scenes where he's t- doing the trip is Christian Ward. Yeah. But then, yeah, the rest of it is Patrick Reynolds. Wilson. I was saying Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. actor. Yeah, the actor <laughs> from... <laughs> but it is so good. This issue is probably my favorite so far. Like, it, it was just so much fun reading. I had a great time with this one. So that's all I'm going to say about it because Champ still has to read it. Yeah, I would love to read it sometime. Sometime. <laughs> Who knows when we'll get those bees. Yeah. Uh, so this is the same thing. Uh, the B covers came in, but not the A's. So I got this issue, and Heather did not. Um, this is Silver Coin. This is issue number twelve. Uh, this is by Stephanie Phillips, and Michael Walsh does the art, of course. And then um, there is a back matter by Adam Gorham. And I hate to say it, this was probably my least favorite one. Out really? Of all of the stories, yeah. I, actually, that makes sense to me. I, yeah, I get that. Yeah, and I don't know. Uh, I feel like you'll see why when you're reading it, but just I like the aspect of it. It just kind of felt. Mm-hmm. I didn't really like it. It wasn't. It wasn't that great. Out of all of the stories, 
it wasn't that good. It kind of reminded me of that, like, Boy Scout. The Black Badge? No, the they did that one little, like, back matter oh, that was the Boy Scouts. Right, right. Okay. It kind of reminded me of that, like, where it was something that could have been, like, much, much shorter. Mm-hmm. Um, I did really like the art, of course, and it's not that I disliked it, but out of all of the 12 issues that we've gotten so far, mm-hmm. that's probably... Now, does this one have to do with Nazis? Okay. Perfect. It's, I don't think you're going to like it as much as you think you no. are. <laughs> I want that cover. That cover of the yeah, A cover no, that, the is a, so good. The A cover is really good. Um, way better like, than this B cover, mm-hmm. which is the first time where I was like, oh, no, I didn't like this as much. I mean, I do like all of the A covers. Every mm-hmm. single A cover is also very solid. This would also be a book I would 100% own in a hardcover. Oh, for sure. Do you know how cool that would be? Yeah. Mm. Just like a nice little silver mm-hmm. coin. Like, and every time I look at the back and see the merch, like the the drive and want to own the, the silver coin is stupid. So, speaking Wh- of that. Which, which is like, did you actually make something evil? Um, I spent a couple Saturdays ago, Alec came in, you know, like he does on Saturdays, and we were talking about the merch and how Tiny Onion has so much cool stuff on mm-hmm. there that I want. Um, when you pull up the coin, it does not say what it's made of. It does not say anything about the product itself. I spent an hour, maybe more, online trying to figure out what this damn coin was made of. And I had to get up on Twitter. I had to deep dive into responses from people within their Twitter to figure out what it was. It's silver. Yeah. But I needed to make sure because I was like, well, what, what it, I, is it heavy? Like, is it like actual coin? Like, is it? Yeah. What is it? Because yeah. it, all, all it says is like the silver coin and then the cost. Like, okay, but what is the material? What does it weigh? Why am I paying this much for it? Like, tell me more about this coin. And I just love the mystery of it and the fact that it was driving me crazy. Yeah, like I said, it's just like there's something like my want for it is so like yeah. the urge to get it is like I have an urge to get a lot of things just mm-hmm. as a dumb collector we know this like, I, I get it <laughs> yeah like, we all know this but it's like yeah i feel like there's something it's like is this actually did you really did you is it a tulpa situation did you bring something into being like no i'm not doing it i'm not doing it, I'm not doing it. i almost just picked up my phone to buy it <laughs> all right so next we have uh dc vampires all out war yeah it's a book by Matthew Rosenberg. Mm-hmm. Um, I am going to say before we get into this, I, I loved the art. Yeah, I like the art a lot. It was so good. Um, basically, this uh, is DC vampires, like, what is it, a year after the initial outbreak? <laughs> I don't know what to call it. Um, Deathstroke and his little band of minions are attempting to locate uh batman's body so they can attempt to bring him back because they need help vampires are doing too much and they need someone who is reliable good at what they do and is no longer with them so they're trying to get batman but of course in this universe there's way more that's going on bad guys everywhere plans don't work out yeah i do want to say that is like kind of like i i, I do understand that aspect mm-hmm. but it's like one thing i don't like about this book mm-hmm. or these books is because it's like 
there is really no good thing ever happening. Well, and that's, I kind of, like, I get why they're doing this as, like, a whole separate series, but at the same time, they could have just integrated it into the main series of what's going on. And I know it's, like, a whole DC situation Mm -hmm. again. Like, that's what they kept doing with that, and that's why there's so many DC stuff. And, like, yeah, I get it. I get it, and I enjoy it, and I'm a sucker, and I'm going to buy it. But at the same time, it's just, like... Okay, but, like, how many more point of views can you do of the same situation? Yeah, and especially if it's going to be the same situation where it's, like, uh, Killers, the Harley Quinn Mm -hmm. one, was, like, the only one that had that, like, little bit of, like, glimmer. And then even then it was, like, not that, like, big. Yeah, because they didn't do anything with it. Like, they just, they gave you that little hint of it, and then it's, like well okay but like this is a one shot so what the fuck like give me more yeah and I think that's the, th- the problem like I like this series a lot but that's the problem I'm having with mm-hmm. it and I just like and if if anything else then if it's gonna end badly which is fine I'm totally fine with a bad like an ending where you know the world is just fucked mm-hmm. that's fine that's a story that's worth reading mm-hmm. But you just have to have, like, those moments that are more, like, hopeful and lead, let them, ha- like, lead them for a little bit mm-hmm. and then crush your dreams. Because otherwise it's just, like... Well, we got five more issues of this one, so... And then, like, five more issues of... Yeah. The main series. Eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. Yeah. So it's, it's, like I said, that's, like, my only, my only problem with it right at this moment is just, and I, I, I'm ready for all these pieces that we've been, like, given to be put together. Yeah. Makes sense. And I got DCs coming back soon, too, so I'm, like, in the thick of it. Which is wild still. I get, I I get that it was supposed to be a three-parter, but excuse the fuck out of you there's four parts already there's already oh sorry it was supposed to always be that long i know that's what that's what tom taylor said and but honestly i do not give a fuck bro it feels like that is more of like a word just the horse is dead stop beating it (laughs) yeah it's unnecessary i mean it's a marvel zombie situation all over yeah and i mean the part of the only reason that i'm like okay with it at this point is because dan moore does the variants for it yeah no like and that was one of those things that was tempting for me yeah i was like don't do it don't do it don't (laughs) do it why it's so easy to get sucked into the mora covers all right i'm gonna talk about this this is nook this is issue number two it's about a family that moves into this house during World War II. Dad gets murdered. Yeah, it's during the war. <laughs> the bad guys come to the house. The kid is left behind. Um, there's a, a spirit haunting the house. So in this issue, you get to figure out who the spirit is. And surprise, the exact same thing happened to the spirit during World War One. This time. Hmm. Her family moves into this house during the war. He's ready. Dad is ready to to serve his country. Mom, dad, two brothers die. Little girl is left in the closet. The whole idea of World War One is completely different than the idea for World War Two. Well, tell that to them. It's in Germany. Both of them take place in Germany in this story. Anyway, but still, <laughs> I know, I know, but. Yeah, she ends up getting stuck in the little nook in the closet, and that's where she dies, and so that's why she is haunting the house, and that's why the the new kid who moves in that's an issue one is mm-hmm. seeing her. We're more similar than you think. We went through the same thing. This is dumb. I'm going to say it. I am going to say it. I don't like saying bad things about comics. 
I even stuck on to this for the second issue, even though I did not like the first one because I was like, maybe I'll it'll get explained and I'll like it, you know? Like, yeah. M- maybe that first one was just like not as strong as I wanted it to be. No, first issue was so bad. Hey, I this is only three issues long, and I'm taking it off my poll right now. <laughs> I have two of the three, and I'm done. <laughs> I know. I know how that goes. I tried so hard because I, yeah, that's it. Okay. I'm not going to go into it because I, I, I already feel like a, a jerk, so. Okay. Well, I'll bring up the mood. Okay. Thank you. I'm going to talk about Alice Ever After. This is issue number four. Um, I love the shit out of the series. Good. I'm this so issue, glad. This issue, like, I, um, the dynamics in this whole book is are the dynamics in this book are very interesting um it's not your typical alice in wonderland sort of take uh you find out in the last issue her dad has been doing some fucked up things in his dentistry Mm, funny it's real life for that girl (laughs) which is why uh she is like addicted to this like drug that takes her to oh, Wonderland is because he's okay. been trying to get her to forget. Part of the reason that she is here is because he's been he he just like needs her out of the way because he needs to be able to like live his life. Uh, the last issue, her sister had visited and it was just like ever, like there's just something off about this whole place. Because uh, she's in a insane asylum, for lack of a better term here. It's really good. It's really, really good. I really like it. It's really interesting. The art is really great. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I love the covers for all of them that you've been getting. Like, that one especially is just so good. It's a Stephanie Hans cover. It's so... Uh, that explains it. <laughs> yeah. I love Stephanie Hans. But yeah, no, the covers, every time you talk about it, I'm like, well, dang. Why didn't I pick that up? I just feel like the solicit was very bad for it, mm-hmm. honestly. It well, was not a I, good solicit. And I think... Yeah, Alice in Wonderland shit, and I was saying this to somebody else earlier, tends to be, like, weird and horny. Well, I just have a hard... Like, when you read the last issue and I told you about the whole, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have... that Because of that, I've always had a weird thing with Alice in Wonderland. Like, I can't do it just because I know about that. And so I'm just like, I cannot deal with Alice in Wonderland at all. Mm -hmm. And it's been like that since I found that out when I was, like, 15, no, just can't do it. Yeah, that so. Makes sense. But I mean, that sounds very interesting because it is loosely the story while just being its own thing. Yeah, no, hundred percent. That's why I like it a lot. Is just I don't know. It's interesting. Like I don't feel like I can say more than that because there is just so many dynamics of the story that like because you have you know your traditional characters within the like Alice in Wonderland mm-hmm. book like world and book and they are here but they are still completely different like the the red queen or the queen of hearts she's the headmistress of this like asylum and you know she's the one like running everything mm-hmm. and the two dumb twins are the people like she's Tweedledee. yeah and Tweedledum are the ones that, like, she's controlling and they are doing, you know, asshole things because they're, like, the wards of the asylum. So it's just, it's interesting to see them put into this. Mm-hmm. 
Well, now we might have to read that. I I think you would like it. Yeah, it's. I mean, it seems like a book that I would like, and every time you talk about it, and I'm like, well, sh- shit, why didn't I read that? Well, and even like that reveal that last issue with like her dad, that shit was fucking wild. Mm-hmm. Like just, and I'm not really going into it very deep, but it was grotesque. All right, <laughs> I'll read it. All right, so next we have Lonesome Hunters, The Lonesome Hunters. This is issue number two. I don't know what it is about this book. This is a book by Tyler Crook, but this book is wonderful. I think it's, so for me anyway, I like the whole, like, it's has like a folk horror, like atmospheric feel mm-hmm. to it. But it's also like our, the main character, what is his name, Howard? Yeah, I believe that's right. Um, he is not a typical, like, strongman main character hero. Mm-hmm. And I think I like that about him. Like, he's scared. Yeah, he's, he's very scared to do what he knows he needs to do, and he doesn't want to do it, but it's to protect this girl, and he does it anyway. So, I mean, like, in a sense, that does make him badass and, like, strong and stuff, but the way that he goes about it, he's not confident. Yeah. And I love that about him. I think I also, yeah, his name is Howard. Oh, sick. I got it right. Uh, I also just like the way he's drawn, like, a yeah. lot of the facial expressions that he has, um... He feels oddly relatable, mm-hmm. and I don't know how that's possible with a character you don't know too much about, but, like, yeah, I, I do really like him. There's something about this that's, like, very wholesome. Yeah. Cause Without, like, with a lack of a better word for me right now, it's, like, wholesome is the one thing I can get out of it. Yeah. So, a little brief overview. Uh, this guy named Howard... Uh, he is in possession of a sword that he should not be in possession mm-hmm. of, essentially. Um, and is a apartment building. There's a young girl. I cannot remember her name, though. I remembered Howard. But anyway, she um, has a... Lupe. Is it a watch? Lupe. Is it a watch that she has? Yes. Yeah. So she has a watch, which she also is just not supposed to have. So there's these two, like, artifacts, if you will. Um, he pulls out the sword to protect her because magpies uh, are taking control of the person that she lives with. I'm not quite sure what their relationship is. Yeah, I feel like he's her uncle. Uncle, yeah. Something like that. But by pulling out the sword in front of the magpies, if you know anything about the symbolism of magpies and stuff, it's an omen. Um, They are hunting for the sword, and since they know where it is and they know who has it, they are trying to find him and Lupe and He's trying to keep them safe and protect them and stuff while inadvertently bringing other people into the mix by trying to do it. Again, he's not hes not a brave man. No. But the things that he does are brave. Um, yeah, it's a very, very good story. I enjoy this a whole lot. It's, I mean, it's Tyler Crook, you know? Art's good. Story's good. And very relatable. Yeah. yeah. Like you said. It's weird. Because I'm just like, how? How is this only unrelatable? It's only, yeah, two issues in and you get like a very vague story in the first one of like him as a kid and then all of a sudden he's an adult and you don't see anything in between. So it's, yeah, it is very strange. But I agree with you. It's very relatable for some reason. Like his character. Even Lupe's a little bit. Yeah. So you get a very strong sense of who they mm-hmm. are. And this cover is so good. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I love the art, like the colors for it. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
Okay. Well, That's you talk good. about your book. I'm going to get a beer in the same time. Okay. If you don't mind. No, not at all. Uh, I am not going to say too much about this because I hurt my own feelings when I was reading it. Oh, no. Um, this is Knights of X. This is issue number four. Um, this is Excalibur pretty much in the other world being trapped there. They are trying to protect all the other mutants that are there. Um, in the last issue, I am going to give a spoiler because it technically happened in the last issue. Uh, Gambit dies. Straight up gets killed. Um, and if you know anything about the other world, you know that when you die there and you are brought back, you are not brought back the same and you don't. And I mean, in this case, they don't even know if they can bring him back because they have no way to contact the mutants on Krakoa or Arako. And with this going on, Judgment Day is also happening. So they have a lot of other stuff to deal with at the moment. Um, so yeah, again, this is just the aftermath of that and them trying to get away from uh, Merlin and so they don't all get killed. Um, there's a really <laughs> page that I sent you. Which one was it? Was that the one that I sent you? The screenshot of, of just his body there? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but there's a really good thing that uh, Richter says because the in, in the last issue he was talking a lot about um, how he misses the apocalypse, he misses his guidance and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and in this one, he was saying that he knew that a sacrifice was going to be needed in order to complete the ritual that was going to be done on the other side but he was planning on being the sacrifice but he obviously wasn't given a choice because they decided it was gambit gambit was like no let me swing my cards and then he is the sacrifice um so the thing that he says here um if we needed a sacrifice i was going to do it i didn't know it would be him but i keep remembering what apocalypse always said the death of death the end of distance we are mutants nothing can ever kill us again and they just, they have to leave Gambit's body behind. So it, I really love this series. Uh, I, someone told me that it was canceled. Really? Yeah. Which I, I to be honest, I would not be surprised yeah. about. But at the same time, like, they always cancel the ones that I seem to enjoy the most. Like, I like this one a lot because it doesn't really have anything to do with what the rest of the mutants are doing at the moment. Yeah. Like, this is in a completely different world. It's this one group that, you know, we've been following for a while and it's interesting. Like there's a lot of like lore and mythology and stuff in this one and I just think it's really well done. So I hope it didn't get canceled, but I'm not gonna look into it because I don't, <laughs> I don't wanna know. I'll, I'll look into it for you. Okay, thank you. We won't talk about it, but I'll look into it. Okay, okay. <laughs> thanks. Uh, so next we both have do a powerbomb. I think we just now have everything together, right? Uh, yeah, All right. looks like it, yep. Uh, this is issue number two. This is a book by Daniel Warren Johnson. Mike Spicer does the colors. Um, and this is a story about a young girl whose mother is a pro wrestler, like the best pro wrestler. Mm -hmm. What is her name? Steel Rose? Steel Rose, yes, is the name of at least someone. Someone, yeah. I uh, can't remember. Is it her mom? I thought so. Wait. Yeah. Okay. Steel Rose. I just mom. Yeah. I was like, I can't remember the. Yeah, name no, I couldn't either, and I. Yeah. Okay. It, okay. Regardless, her mother ends up dying in the ring, uh, in a match against a wrestler called Cobra Sun. At the end of the first issue, she is. Uh, 
prospected by a necromancer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to, That's the best way to put it. Uh, be in a tag team match to help him bring his mother, her mother back to life and him, like, escape. Yeah, he just really loves pro wrestling, <laughs> which uh. is what I got out of it, and I thought that was hilarious. So the only person she can seem to, he thinks that she could team up with is the wrestler that accidentally killed her mother, Cobra Sun, and things, yeah. things are revealed. This issue's like, very, uh, I don't know, very, I guess, heavy. Yeah, it's it's weird the way that it is heavy, though, because it doesn't, it's not all throughout the issue. It's just, like, you can feel at certain points, mm-hmm. like, how heavy it is, because... I mean, me personally, I'm obviously she noticed it too when it was happening, but you can tell how much guilt there is for what Cobra son. I mean, it was an accident, obviously, but there's a lot of feelings and guilt and stuff behind that. And I love how it is portrayed in the book that even us as readers can see it. I thought that was really neat. Yeah. I, well, yeah, because you just like getting beat with barbed wire Mm -hmm. and chairs and shit. Um, yeah, I think that's something I really like about Daniel Warren Johnson is, like, everything's kind of, like, silly but stilted. Mm-hmm. It feels like... <laughs> this is going to be a weird sentence. It feels a lot like life, mm-hmm. you know? Because life, like, it's just so hard sometimes. But you just, like, need that silliness to, like, balance it out. And that's what I really like about his writing is, like, it, it brings in aspects from both. And I think you really need that. And I think that puts together a really, like, well-written story. Um I just in this in this issue it made me so sad because she was just being so mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was being so mean to him for like, you know, something that was like purely an accident, and he had like no like he had control of, but didn't have control of because sometimes, and especially in situations such as these, she goes sideways. Um, you can't really do anything. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, I didn't like that either. And I was like, obviously, I always try to be empathetic and put myself in other people's shoes and like I would probably be a dick too you know like I would I want to say that I wouldn't but if I was a young child who watched my mom get killed in in the ring by this other person and then years later saw them still rest wrestling you know Mm -hmm. I would I would be upset about it too but it's a part of life like growing you gotta get there you (laughs) know you gotta you gotta understand and I think it didn't help forgiveness does yes like I think that is something that helps as you get older right and I mean I also understand why she's so angry Mm -hmm. about all this other stuff like she's not given the care and respect that she thinks she deserves so very solid characters very good story who knew that I would enjoy this type of wrestling story yeah I think that's like trying to sell this book to people or talking to this book about like to people who are just like well i don't like wrestling it's like well you don't have to yeah it's honestly <laughs> you, like, like you literally don't have to like wrestling you just have to like very well developed characters you just have to it's like the same with murder falcon mm-hmm. or it's just like this isn't you don't have to like you don't have to like metal music you don't like you just have to like silly stuff you just have to like i don't know sorry there was one yeah, this part. 
where she's talking to the necromancer and she says pro wrestling it's it's scripted and he just starts laughing yeah (laughs) (laughs) talented and funny I just yeah I love the necromancer but yeah no I I definitely agree it's you don't have to like wrestling you just have to read a story where wrestling is a part of it it's not like watching the movie the wrestler or watching wrestling. Right, right. It's Wrestling is a surprisingly small part of the story, despite it being a story about and, wrestling. And the wrestling you do get is also enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is. <laughs> All right. So next we have After School. This is uh, issue number two. And this is Skybound Presents After School. Yeah, this is a little uh, horror anthology. I explained it to... This is how I got Dave to read it. Because I did like the first one a lot. And I do like this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially, again, because it's a an anthology. But I said, it's a horror anthology, but like an R.L. Stein anthology. Yeah. Is what it felt like. That's because a good it's way like, to describe yeah, it, because it's sure. like Not necessarily for kids, but it's not like... Adult Super horror. adult, yeah. It just reminded me of, like, the kind of books that I read when I was, like, middle school, high school. Like, that kind of horror. Yeah, I think you... That's a really good way to describe that. That's right on the money. I mean, even this issue. Yeah, like, yeah. It was, like... The content of this one was, like, kind of heavy. Like, the message mm-hmm. behind it, it, it was. But it was also just, like, silly, but, like, also kind of scary i guess yeah. i don't know but that, yeah that was just the feeling that i got from it was just like goosebumps yeah and i think like the idea is yeah they're trying to like rethink after school specials mm-hmm. so yeah it's it's uh it's really interesting this one's about uh i guess teenage pregnancy and the fears of a, a stork that'll make you have your baby yeah, that will force you to. I I think that's the, the thing that I like. The silly part about it was mm-hmm. just like she's trying to decide what she wants and then she gets the mark and is like, no, you have to have this kid or this stork will straight up just kill you. <laughs> like, like, you. Like, yeah, very, very silly. Um, sadly relevant. Yeah, at which I the author's note in the back was really good too. Like the mm-hmm. whole what inspired them for this idea and all that kind of stuff. It was just, yeah. I, I did enjoy this. I like the Veronica Fish cover. I like the art and the colors of this a lot. I like for an, an anthology, it's exactly what I want. Yeah, it's a very interesting idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's no silver coin, but it is still really good. Right. <laughs> yes, I agree. <laughs> yeah, it is like very R.L. RL Steiner, like, uh, are you afraid of the darkest? Yeah, young adult horror. Yeah. Um, so we both have Defenders Beyond. This is issue number one. You're probably wondering what the hell is going on mm-hmm. and why why we are reading this. Um, I'm reading this for a completely different reason than other. <laughs> <laughs> um, I decided to get this because I, I didn't get the first story arc that they did. Um, but as I've been reading more like alley wing stuff, I really have been enjoying it. So I wanted to try this out. Mm -hmm. Um, I love Javier Rodriguez's Mm -hmm. art like Mm -hmm. a ton. So I was like, oh, fuck it. I'll get this. I really want to see what it's like. And I actually love this personally a lot, like a bunch. Yes, it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, and I read this because this is technically what is happening after, Loki, Agent of Asgard. There was a little prelude to it in Thor 25 Mm -hmm. um, that kind of introduces 
the idea for, for just Loki's side of the story anyway, like what Loki is doing. So then this comes directly after. That's why I read it. But I also enjoyed it quite a bit too because Al Ewing did Agent of Asgard. So it, it was just sense. nice. It was just nice. It was a fun read. It was, you know, what I wanted from like a Marvel limited series. Yeah, no, it was super fun. That's what I think. It also, like, it has moments of, like, oh, yeah, this is, like, serious. But mm-hmm. it was something where I was, like, I don't have to take this, like, super seriously. I can just read this book and, like, have a good time. And it looks great. It reminded me of um, the feeling of it, of the Miss Marvel. The, but that's not the one I'm thinking of. I, I, it was a limited Marvel series that I read recently that was only, like, five issues. The Hawkeye one? Yes. That's what it was. I was like, because you read the Miss Marvel and Hawkeye. Yeah, I couldn't remember because that was a while ago and I felt like it was way sooner than that. Anyway, yeah, it was just, I love the introduction of like the lineup, how each character Mm -hmm. was like introduced into the story and like what was happening. I just thought it was a lot of fun. Um, So yeah. And I don't even like tarot cards, but I thought that that part was cool. What? <laughs> I just I just love that. Thank you for that. Why? <laughs> I don't know. I just, for, out of everything that you could have said, I was not expecting you to say that as to why you did. <laughs> I don't even like tarot cards. Well, because that's like a main part of this story. But I thought that aspect of it was I cool. I Normally know. I would just be like, oh, that's annoying and yeah, stupid. I know. But I, like, I really <laughs> liked it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know that was a little random. That brought tears to my eyes. That was very enjoyable. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so this is Jurassic League. This is issue number three. Uh, I did not get all the way through this. The art was too much. Yeah, I did read it all, but um, I had a very difficult time kind of keeping everything straight, uh, like the characters and what exactly happened and stuff, because yeah, it, it was a lot, like this, it was a very... Uh, Feels like there's just so much smash. Yeah, yeah, page. and it's like the colors and stuff too, this is just like one page. It, it was just, I my eyes had a hard time like figuring out what was happening where and who was who and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I am going to have to go read it again. And I also had, I read 24 books in the last two days. Yeah, that's a lot. And so this was the last one that I read. And, and so I think I was just kind of like burnt out so on focus, reading. Yeah. yeah. So it was very difficult for me. But I am going to go back and I am going to read it again because oh, that's a lot. That page is a lot. Um, yeah, that's what I was, like, that was my main problem is my eyes couldn't focus mm-hmm. where they needed to. And I was like, I can't freaking even try with this. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, to you earlier different artists did the art for this one so okay. i think it was that makes a little more that sense di- dynamic but i mean if you don't know it's just justice league as dinosaurs yep which it, it's great mm-hmm. it's great it's, it's a really, lot of fun yeah it's just yeah this issue was was difficult we'll go back and we'll, we'll, we'll touch on it <laughs> this is batman the night this is issue number seven we're getting close they were pretty close to the end of this I think this was my favorite issue. Yeah, actually mine as well. Yeah, it was, I, I didn't, a lot of the other issues before, like they haven't been bad, but it's just been kind of like just reading them to read them, you know? And there have been parts of them that I've enjoyed quite a bit. And then a lot of the time I've just been kind of like, well, this is a Batman story. But this one, like I truly enjoyed it, like beginning to end. I liked the the idea of it. I liked the characters mm-hmm. that were in it. You know, it, it was just, 
It was good. I think the problem with this series, and I, I, mean, I know we've talked about this before, is just we don't need another, like, Batman origin story mm-hmm. or, like, a build on Batman origin stuff. Like, we know we know his origin. We know that he went and, like, studied with people. I don't need to know, like, the in-depthness of that, to be honest. Right. That's, like, we, we've gotten it so many times, so many different ways. Um I did like this one because I think it explored more things than the other issues did. Like, the other issues did talk about, like, meaningful things, but this one did explore a lot more, especially about Bruce, and I think it helped him being back in the States. Um, So, yeah, this issue, just Bruce is studying with Zatara, Zantana's... Santana's, yes. Carlos Santana's. (laughs) Yes, he is studying... Magic, yeah, the art of magic. Um, like I said to you earlier, I think like the last page was probably one of the like best written parts of this whole entire mm-hmm. series, and that is literally no offense to Chip or this book as a whole. Um, but no. that 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 page was like it was so good, like the I guess page and a half. Yeah. Um, no, I I definitely agree. The last. The way that the last page is done is really good. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know. The, this issue. Yeah, I suppose if you like Batman stuff and you like want more, this isn't a bad series to have or like read. Mm-hmm. It's really not. It's and I mean it is enjoyable. It's it's kind of every issue he's learning something new, so you're learning with him, and it, it's fine. But yeah, how much more do we need? You know. It's fine. Just yeah. leave, leave it alone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> More Batman. More! This is Batman Superman, world's finest. Uh, I know Mark Wade writes this, but this is a Dan Mora, Tamara Bond villain joint. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't care about anything else. This is our story. <laughs> this is um, them still trying to kill the demon and figure out, you know, what happened to... Robin. Yeah. I really like this issue, though. Mm-hmm. I thought it was, like, I just, yeah, Dan Mora just rules. So good. And Superman's like, smile at the end here, when yeah. I saw that, I was like, oh, well, cute. And, like, it's just, like, the colors, too, on mm-hmm. that, like, with his little cheeks. Mm-hmm. And, mm, mm, just, yeah. like, the perfect team. I did, okay, obviously, this is not a secret. I only got this book because of Dan Mora. And, obviously, Tamara. Like, that's that not a secret, again. <laughs> But I enjoy this book so much. Like, the story is so fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was actually kind of surprised how much I like this. Because mm-hmm. I, I wasn't exactly sure what I was going to get into. And I'm really glad that it did, like, just... It's just leaning into that, like, Silver Age, mm-hmm. like,ness of it. And being, like, cutesy is the wrong word. But, like, funny and wholesome. Like, and having, like, a loose story... And bringing in all of these different characters. I just, yeah, I really liked it a lot. I have never read a Superman book. I don't know if I will again, especially <laughs> after reading this because this is just so good. I don't know yeah. how you can top it. So, yeah. I mean, you're going to have to eventually read that Jimmy Olsen book. But I know. <laughs> I know. Which is technically a Superman book. I'll get there. Okay, this is Grim. It's issue number three. Um... I'm trying to remember what happened in this one. Just, oh, yes, yes, yes. Jessica is trying, like, figured out what's happening to happen to her. Um, her boss 
kind of a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Adriana, I think is her name, something like that. Damn, dude, you're remembering all the names. I how I don't know. Um, I don't even know if that's her name. I feel like that's close at least. Yeah, it's close enough. Um, and her Jessica and her friends are kind of stuck in a like a negative zone. I guess is the best way to describe it. A void. A void. Um, and they're getting chased by the end. Another reaper helps them, and I. They just discover that yeah. Death is gone. Death yeah. is not where he's supposed to be, which is why all of this stuff is being allowed to happen. So they are trying to investigate and figure out what happened to Death. Yeah. The art, the art and the colors are really, like, the saving grace of mm-hmm. this book. It's yeah, because like, the story it's, itself is just, like, it's all right, you know? Yeah, like, it's, not, it's not bad. It's, like, I, I didn't like this issue as much as the last, like, couple issues. I Adira. Adira. It took me that long to find it. Adira. Um, I don't feel like it can sustain itself for that long. Right. I I mean, I hope it's only like six issues because that would be really, that would be like, that'd be perfect. perfect, Yeah. yeah. But it also seems like one of those where it's like the first couple issues did so well that they're just gonna keep doing it. Um, because I think the obvious thing is, like, Jessica is somehow related to death mm-hmm. or, like, the child of death. Like, that's... Which would make sense. Yeah. yeah. That... No secrets. <laughs> yeah. It's just, like, I think that's something we're getting out of that book. Um, I don't know. I don't want to say bad things about it because it's not, like, I don't like it. I enjoy it. It's just not... Added, and I added it to my profile. Yeah. No, I did, too. But, it, yeah, like you said, it's just one of those that it's, like, how long can it carry on? like this yeah so i guess we'll see yeah so we're wrapping it up we're getting into some some big big boys Mm -hmm. we have farmhand this is issue number 19 this book is is it 24 issues i think so yeah i think that was what we had discovered yeah i just i have to find that other issue Mm -hmm. anyway um don't really want to get much into this but since it's coming to its ending but this is probably my favorite issue of the series yeah this one was so good like i was just like on the edge of my seat for lack of a better word (laughs) like reading it just like i i don't know what's gonna happen so the the big bad lady is trying to find or get to the bones of the mother here because i also don't want to spoil too much but there's a lot of fighting that happens in here Mm -hmm. some like realizations that happen um and then what did it say in the notes here it says the next issue will be the last of the story arc and it's going to be 28 pages of art so no space for any letters so it's just going to be cover to cover so and then the next story arc is the last one so we really are winding down and finishing up the story and i i'm oddly excited like i'm very excited to see how this is going to end because i had a lot of mixed feelings when this first started what is with this cut dude (laughs) um but yeah but this issue was was very good it was kind of grotesque like the the page where the kids come out of yeah i did not like that at all yeah no i and yeah it was grotesque i think it's really doing 
like for not going back and reading the first part again Mm -hmm. it's done a great job of just like drawing me right back into the story and reminding me of like who these characters are where and where they're at Mm -hmm. um yeah this issue was so fucking good like i i literally like i was just like i I, i'm right there with you because it was one of those books where i liked it but i wasn't like a hundred percent sold even when like we got to the previous end of the story arc it was like well that's interesting and i really like this but eh. i think the thing that i like the most probably about this story is like usually when longer series start to come to an end like the the first few of that last like story arc they're slow mm-hmm. or like the few leading up to the end they're they're slower because the story is slowed down quite a bit like you know the trajectory of the story you know what's happening in a sense but this one like every single issue has been like a hundred miles an hour like it's, it's just and, but it's built itself in a yeah, very yeah. like a fast pace but a, a very well yeah. paced and it's yeah I have not been bored with one single issue that has come out I'm really, like, I feel like my heart is going to break, though, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I'm going to get, like, slapped in the face, which is something I'm scared of. I was, like, kind of, I, I got a little sad when Mikhail was taken. Yeah. How she was just like, all right, dude, I'm taking this kid. Like, are you kidding me? He was trying to help. Leave yeah. him alone. Yeah, him. I Like, the empty coffin mm-hmm. was, like, I think just the anger that um, Jed? Mm-hmm. Jed feels, like, for his dad is is super rough like just a lot of the dynamics at this point are just like they kind of suck love reading about other people's family (laughs) and it's interesting having it in such a like oh such a horror way too Mm -hmm. where it's like it is very much built in the the story Mm -hmm. and who they are but it is also very much a just a fucking horror book Mm -hmm. yeah horror that affects the entire town (laughs) not just their immediate family like what this dude did spread yeah uh it's toxic (laughs) so last we have judgment day this is issue number one it is here finally uh we're getting the plan as it's happening in this issue um what the the eternals are planning on doing how they plan on going about it i thought that was really interesting yeah, the I was trying to explain this book to someone, and they they asked if it was like pretty convoluted, and I was like, no, surprisingly not. Like it's separated and done in a way that mm-hmm. like you get each of their their stories like as it's happening. I say, yeah, those pieces. Uh, yeah, it's like they're running concurrent. I like this a lot. Like I'm I'm. I will never say anything bad about Kieran Gillen's writing anyway, so you won't hear me say, like, oh, I hated this. But I I en- enjoyed this, and I am just excited for this series to happen because already so much, like, terrible stuff has happened within, like, these first two issues. Yeah. So. Um, I did like it. I will say... I'll just... I'll just spoil... Spoiler alert. So mm-hmm. anybody who wants to shut this off now. We won't say anything else after this. That's probably of importance. Three, two, one. Um, our friend Chase Magnet, who reviews stuff online, had like talked about, like we him and I talked on Wednesday, uh, and just like how it's just like another mutant genocide book, mm-hmm. which it's just like we've done it. Mm-hmm. 
You don't really need to do it again. And then the more I personally sat with the book and like thought about it, the thing that I didn't like and that like kind of rubbed me personally the wrong way is like the mutants that they killed off. Oh yeah. Um it, so so yeah. like, you know, like I'm already I already got problems with the fact that they like colonized Mars and then put all of the Racco people there, which is like a lot of their like black indigenous people of color coded mutants mm-hmm. uh you know we just kind of like gotta push them off earth we gotta keep them separate these war warmonger type people is like the way they describe them a lot of the times and even in this book they they do the same thing mm-hmm. um and then in this book they literally genocide them all and it made me feel very gross mm-hmm. like i didn't like that it made me like, and I love Kieran. I love Kieran. I love his writing. I liked this book for the most part, but like when I sat with it and thought about it, and it, once again, this could just be dumb me, like thinking too much about stuff. It made me feel icky. It made me feel icky sitting with it, and I didn't like that. Um, so I am interested to see like how this all plays out, what happens. Um, I am interested to read X-Men Red, I think, next week. Is that next week I think, already? Yeah, I was like, I'm pretty sure it's next week. I didn't even, yeah, because that's what I was waiting for, because I wanted to see that because of, yeah, what happens in here. Because... Or maybe it's the week after it says okay. August. Um, and then, because we still have yeah. one more week of July. Well, I guess Immortal comes next, or first. But usually they come out on the same week. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I'm I'm interested to see, like, what actually happened there yeah because you don't obviously we're still doing spoilers you don't get to actually see you just see like that it's destroyed and yeah everybody's yeah. dead and nightcrawler somehow can banff from barely planet <laughs> to planet <laughs> yeah he's a strong boy that one <laughs> um which is something, whatever, it's it's possible because he just has to be able to visualize it. Right oh, yeah, away. he just says we barely made it, barely made the last gate before it went. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I think, like I said, I, I don't want to be a, a Debbie Downer. But that was, like, something that just made me feel gross. And I, I was talking to Chris about it yesterday. And he's just like, well, yeah, it probably is supposed to. And I was like, yeah, I mean, yeah, a genocide, nothing about point. genocides yeah. are supposed to feel good. Yeah, Like seeing millions of people die isn't something that people should be celebrating. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just think it was a, I think everything that they've done with the Racco people has been a, a choice. A very interesting choice. Yeah. So it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Everything's fine. But yeah, I'm. I didn't mean to just like push it away. Like I had no interest in it. I just I keep touching it, and my hands are greasy. So yeah, like I said, I liked it. Um, I'm interested to see. Mm-hmm. I will read more issues. I will read more X Men issues. I'm mm-hmm. gonna get the Death to Mutants. Little. That's what I think the little mini series for yeah, X Men like is. Three three issues. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So I am invested, but I do think that it's something where it's like if you, if you've gotten your fill of 
mutant genocide, then you don't need to. Read this. <laughs> you probably don't need it. Yep. Especially once you like, I don't know. Yeah, you build up such a really cool idea and something different, and you're like, what if I just burn it to the ground? Right. Well, I don't know. I have a lot of theories, but I don't want to get into them because they are unhinged and they don't really make a lot of sense right now just based off of one issue. Mm -hmm. So as I read more, I'll be able to make Make sense of them. You'll make your unhinged theories (laughs) about a comic book. Yeah. You know, I've got tons of them. (laughs) All right. So we're done. We're out of here. Uh, that was a long recording yeah we had like 20 books yeah that was a big one so it was a it was a week so thank you for listening we appreciate everything you do for us just listening to us we're thinking about starting a patreon soon uh but not to show you our boobs or anything but just to like (laughs) give you more content but not more I'll show you my feet. <laughs> that's as far as I'm willing to go. And that's something I'm sure some of you are into. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, once we actually do that, we'll tell you more information. Mm-hmm. We're just, we're getting there slowly, but surely. Uh, so yeah, go support your local library, support your local comic book shops, take care of your friends, buy some comic books, speak good people. That's all I can ask from you. Love yourself. Yeah. Love yourself. Love yourself. You deserve it. Um, and we'll see you next week or whenever. We'll I see. look like a head just floating because of how dark it is. <laughs> I at least have the white. I never, I always wear black, so. I'm technically wearing black. Ooh. See, look. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll see you later. Thank you for listening. We love you. Goodbye.